fashion everybody in here hard. Because we talking about something that every believer deal with. Forgiveness. It is so weighty because we're able to, we see a homosexual, we could be able to call that sin out easily, especially if we are not the ones that in that type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If a person gossip, they're a slander or backbite or murder, we are able to call those sins out because there's only... A specific amount of people that do those things. It's a group that do those things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're outside that group and able to pinpoint with people doing things when they're not in our class. Yeah. But what happens when you find something that every human being is dealing with? When it hits the heart of every human being. And this is what we're talking about in Matthew chapter 18. We're going to be looking at verses 21 through verse 25, uh, 35. Now, Peter asked Jesus a question <laughs> that all of us will ask him when talking about forgiveness. Now, when, when I'm talking about forgiveness, forgiveness means letting it go. Forgiveness means sending something away. That means that you have to let it go. That means it is removed from me and it's given to somebody else. That means I'm not carrying it. Whatever it is, I'm not carrying it with me no more. That's what forgiveness is. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Jesus has just been talk, te uh, teaching in Matthew 18 about the humility of the believer in verse 1 to verse 2. Then he goes along and talk about the rewards of the people that give something to a humble believer of him. Okay. Then he talks about the consequences of people cursing his faithful followers. Then, listen, saints, he talks about that we're going to be offended. Yes. Listen, yes. we are going to be tempted. Yes. Listen, hear me out. Because sometimes we go about life and thinking that we are not going to be stepped on that we always going to have things going our way it's inevitable jesus said it must be yes. that means temptation is going to happen mm -hmm. can, can you agree do you do y'all follow me yes. so every individual in here must understand that somebody something going to do something to you that you are not going to like now the question is how you respond to it. It's going to happen. How do you respond to it? And this is what Jesus goes along teaching his disciples. But then he goes along and telling them about in the Christian community on how to handle if something go wrong to somebody do something wrong to you. So now that we see the context, Peter said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, it was Peter say. Then came Peter to him, to Jesus. And so it said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him to seven times? How many of us cry that? Well, if somebody do something wrong to you and then they come back and they do something wrong again to you 
And then you be like, nah, I'm not going. We I ain't finna keep going through this right here. No, we're not finna do this. That's right. Come on. In this culture, they was taught that you forgive them up to three times. The fourth time, you don't have to forgive them. What if we had that? You you able to not forgive a person. <clears throat> so when Peter came to Jesus, he said up to seven times, he was being generous. The culture said three. Peter came to Jesus and say up to seven times. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm forgiving more. I'm talking about forgiving more than what my culture say. The culture say I for an eye, Lord, and I'm coming to you and I say I'm willing to forgive up to seven times. How many of us fall in that category? Lord, I'm doing more. I'm forgiving more than what they forgiven. I see their situation and their and I'm so I'm doing better than them. How many times? Matthews chapter 18, verse 22. Look at what Jesus responds to. Not just Peter, but all of us. Mm -hmm. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee unto seven times, mm -hmm. but unto 70 times seven. What is he saying, Pastor Malcolm? He said not to keep count. On how many times you ought to forgive. Yeah. Okay now. So what I'm saying is. Peter. He telling Peter. Look you got to let it go. No matter how many times it happened to you. You have to let it go. So then just like our Lord is so faithful. In getting his point across. He comes with a parable. He comes with a, a teaching. He want everybody to understand what he's saying. And this is important. Matthew chapter 18, verse 23. Therefore, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Jesus said, because of this, he's going to give a parable and he likened when he likened some. This is how the kingdom of heaven is like. That means he compare. He's going to give a story to show you what is the kingdom of heaven and how it is like. Amen. Now, we, you see a kingdom, a kingdom have a king. That means it have a rulership. So when they say the kingdom of heaven, this is Christ ruling over his people. So if you are a Christian, then this is what Christ is saying, how he wants you to handle situation. This is the right rulership of Christ. This is the right way on how everything should be handled when you are living under him. Now, bring me to another point. If you outside of the rulership of Christ, it don't matter how many times you forgive because you still ain't forgiven. So these are for people who have surrendered themselves unto the living Christ. It, Jesus said that it, 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 the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king which would take account of his servants. That means it was, he finna settle accounts to take up together. It was a reckoning time. Yeah. Verse 24. <laughs> it says, and when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. 10, now to a person that don't know history of the Bible. I finna take what was going on about 2,000 years 
And I'm finna bring it in 2023, right? Okay. But I need y'all help, right? Because one talent equals 6,000 denarii. A denarii is one day of work. So let me see. Somebody tell me an hourly wage. Just tell me an hourly wage. Ten dollars. Let's say ten dollars. Amen. So, how many hours? Somebody tell me how many hours a day. How, a day. Eight hours in a day. So that ten times that eight is what? We got eighty, right? Now, you will multiply six thousand times eighty. So. Let's see what we'll get. Somebody tell me what six times eight. So you'll have 48,000. Now look, that individual, that's 48,000 in that day. Y'all follow me? That's how much it is. Modern money for back then would be 48,000 that day. But the, the thing is, that's just one talent. So now you have to take that 48,000 and multiply by the 10,000. What will we get then? Four, four million, man. Ooh, we going to get a lot. You're going to get four, 480 million. So this individual, according to the wages y'all have and gave to me, this individual will owe $480 million. Y'all follow me? Historically speaking, back in that day, now this $480 million back then, that would be 200,000 years of work. Nobody lived 200,000 years. Right. Nobody is able to pay what this man owes. And that's the whole point of what Jesus is saying. He, this servant owes something that he can't pay. I, I need everybody to get this. Because we're talking about forgiveness. So in this parable, Jesus offered the first person that, okay, he got a debt, Pastor Malcolm, that he's not able to pay. So, verse 25 say, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children, all that he had in payment to be made. Let's bring this home. Okay, what if you had to appear before the judge tomorrow and that judge wants you to pay $480 million? Would you be able to pay it? And then what if he told you, if you can't pay it, then I want your family, I want you, I want everything that you love, all your belongings to be sold into the dungeon until you is able to pay. What would you say? No way, okay. how, how would that make you feel? How would that break you? It will make you, it, it will humble and break you. Because you know, ain't no way. Ain't no way I can do anything to pay that. And then I have consequences from him because I cannot pay that. I am powerless against him. I have nothing. Only thing I can do is cry. That's right. That's right. That's right. Only thing I can do. 
Only thing I could do is plead to you, not based on me, but but what what did he say? Let's go to verse twenty six. Yeah, come on now. Hold on, okay, I gotta go back. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm moving too fast. Come on. Now look, let, let's think about this because Jesus is using this and telling us about the kingdom of heaven. Remember that old prayer that we used to pray, the disciples' prayer, when we say in it, forgive me for my debts. Forgive us of our debts or forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. And, and like the old school say, debtors, our debtors, so those who are indebted to us. Forgive me of my debt because I am debted to you. But for, as I forgive those who are indebted to me. Because why is it worded like that? Because when you trespass against the living God, you is indebted to him. Now, the scripture tells us in James chapter 4 verse 17. Every, every, we know, well, let me quote that. The good that we know to do, if we don't do it, that is sin. That's one. Romans 14, 23 say, if we do things without faith, that is sin. Mm -hmm. Exodus, or oh, oh, Romans chapter 7, 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, and Exodus chapter 20 all tell us the, the Ten Commandments of God. And John say, if we trespass or break one of those commandments, that is sin. Matthews chapter 5, Jesus started telling us not on the outer side, on the outside, he started telling us about sin in the inside. So now, the first commandment was telling us that not to have any idols before or, or gods before him. We start thinking about deities. But we don't think to the small level as if if you listen to somebody else over listening to God, you have broken that commandment. We don't think, oh, Lord, that we should not take the name of the Lord God in vain. We take about taking his name, his literal name. We don't think about when we say that we follow him and we cause his name to be evil spoken of, that that's breaking that commandment. We grow up and thinking it's okay for us to disobey our parents. Right? I know I did. I did it. It even acceptable day. But then that's one of the Ten Commandments of God. Now then multiply how many times did we do that? That's just one commandment. Not saying when you do that, you just broke the first commandment. Mm -hmm. how, how many of us know this? Uh, what is the Sabbath day? Come on, somebody tell me when the Sabbath day is. Saturday. It's Saturday. Some people tell me it's Sunday. No, they broke it by default. How many, how many have committed adultery in the heart? How many about pornography? How many about lusting after women? All that kind of stuff. That, you breaking the commandments. How about if I ask how many people murdered in here? Everybody gonna say, uh, I hope, I think people gonna say I ain't murdered nobody. But then Jesus said, if you hate it in your heart, then you. So how many of us carry around hatred towards a person? So then it say that should not steal. How many of us have stole? We probably justify. But then he say that should not covet. So then if you did any of that, you ought to, you broke that Ten Commandment. That's the spirit of the law. So how old you is, how many times, and multiply that, so how many times you do it in a day? And then multiply that by the other commandment that you broke. How many times do you think you have broken that command, God's command? Wow. <laughs> but then Romans 6, 23 say, for the wages of sin is death. So all of those things that all of us have done, when we stand before God, 
Just one of breaking one of those. Worthy of death. James said, if you stumble at one part of the law, you're guilty of breaking all. So what? And I don't commit this millions of times before following Christ and afterwards. A debt to being for us to pay. And guess what? He on a cattle on a thousand hills. There's nothing you can give in his hand to pay off that debt. Not even your friends, even when the rappers and the people in entertainment try to talk about all the money they have. Psalms tell us that that money can't even pay for your soul. They say because your soul is too precious, too priceless. So now all of us on that Matthew 18, 26 say the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Uh, see, when you don't have nothing to offer, what do you do? You start pleading with the person based on who he is. Lord, Lord have patience with me. Now, when he say he worship, that means that in the Greek it's called proskuneo. That means he's kneeled down, and because he's in the presence of a superior, he put his face to the ground. Yeah. That means he put his face to the ground, pleading with the king to have patience with him. It shows total submission, or total humility in the sight of one that is greater than him. Have patience, be. Be slow to anger towards me. Be patient. But then notice that he said that I will pay the all. Mm -hmm. Told you it was 200,000 years for you to be able to pay that debt. So how are you going to pay it all? Sometimes we... And, and that's understandable to a person that first come to God. They're going to plead out to God based on what they know or what they believe they can do. And you hear it a lot of time. God, please forgive me. I'll get my life right. All that kind of stuff. And people say it a lot. When God know the end from the beginning and some people fall off. So the, the natural human response is, especially when they don't know the king, and they start pleading to the king based on the knowledge that they have. Matthew chapter 20, uh, 18, verse 27. It says, Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. You don't have to pay it back. You're forgiven. This is what the king said. This, this is, a, this is who, who the king that we serve. And we should just say glory be to God for it. Because if God required us to do something else and pay, he would have gave us something, we would have lost that too. Come on. He would have said, I require you to live righteous all the rest of your life. You, we would have we failed at that too. But he, he, he freely, he just forgave them. And this is God nature. Exodus 34 verse 7, it tells us that, that God is forgiven. Psalms 103 verse 3 say, who forgive all, all, all thine iniquities, who heal all thy diseases. Psalms 86 verse 5 it say, for you, O Lord, are, are kind and forgiving, 
rich in loving devotion to all who call on you. Yes. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 17, it tells us that God is ready to pardon. Yes. Ah, to the heart that say, God, I need forgiveness. God is ready to forgive. He's waiting, ready, and he loves, he delight in forgiving people. That's the type of king that we serve. But he, it said in the parable that he was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Okay, I understand that. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Pastor, I love that. He forgives me. I understand it. I need the forgiveness. I, I got it. I receive it through Christ. I do. I understand it. Yeah. We all on the same way. We all on the same way. We here. Come on. Come on. But look at this, yeah. verse 28. But the same servant went out. Okay, we pray, God forgive me. Cool, you've been forgiven. You go out. The same servant went out. The same servant that, that owed 200,000 years of work. He went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him. And took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou owes. Now, what is pence? Pence is a denarius. He owed a hundred of them. Remember earlier we said 6,000 of those equal to one talent. This man owed 100 of those. He owed three months and 10 days worth of wages. This man owed 200 thousand years of wages this man owed three months and ten days y'all following me now right yeah this man wanted him to pay yeah pay me what you owe me he grabbed him by the throat pay me what you owe me man now notice he owes something he he owes something. Jesus didn't just give the parable to make light of it. He shows us that it's gonna be people yeah. that do stuff towards us and they're gonna be legitimate. They really do owe it. Yeah. Y'all follow me? Yeah. So it's gonna be people you come across in your life mm -hmm. that gonna do wrong towards you. Yeah. And they gonna owe you. They're gonna be indebted to you. Mm -hmm. He didn't neglect that. So we are we, we we together. Yeah. Verse 29, it says. And his fellow servant mm -hmm. fell down at his feet yeah. and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. The thing about this is he was able to pay it back. Yeah. Three, months. Three months and ten days, he was able to pay that back. Let's keep going. I don't want to stop off right there. Verse 30 says, and he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Now, saints, if we make this practical, how many do that? How, how many do that? Come on, Lord. Come on. Oh, in my in my in my relationship, Everybody. somebody do me wrong. Nah, you owe me this, bro. That's right. You 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 gotta tell me you you come bro. On. You better come on with it. Yeah. 
You better act, you 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 gotta acknowledge your wrong. You gotta do something. Mm-hmm. You act like you ain't even do nothing. What's wrong? Yeah. Nah, I can't go back to my family, huh, man. They no, nah, nah, I don't. They did some crap to me, man. I don't like that. I don't like my siblings, man, because they don't act it this way towards me. Yeah. Oh, I can't go to church, man. The pastor don't say something to me. Oh, now I ain't going back to that church because they don't. They do this, they did that, and it hurt me. Every person have that type of story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I hope everybody is following me. I, I really do, especially if you proclaim to be a follower of Christ. And he would not, but went out and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Verse 31. So when his fellow servants said, Saul, that was done, they were very sorry and came and told until their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant. I forgave thee all that de- because thou desired me. I forgave you all that debt you owed me. This is what the king telling the, the servant now. Verse 33. Should not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant even as Even as I, who is I? The king. Who would the king represent? God, right? Even as I, mind you, when Peter started off, he said that, should I forgive seven times? The culture was saying three. Should you forgive three? Peter said seven. Now Jesus said, the king is saying that forgive as I have forgiven you. What, what I'm saying is that you cannot measure your forgiveness to another person based on the culture. You cannot measure the forgiveness of another person based on what your mama say or your daddy say or your yeah. friends around you say. Yeah. You can't measure your forgiveness of another person based on anybody around you. Right. It is only compared to the forgiveness that of God and what he have done and gave you. Amen. That's right. Yes, somebody have done wrong to you. Yes, somebody have overstepped their better on boundaries with you. Yes, we have faced this each and every day in this world. Yes, and whatever outcry you have is genuine. You have been hurt. We have been hurt. People don't cuss us out. Okay, okay, but you still have to forgive. The hurt in a relationship, the hurt in a marriage, no matter where that, you still have to forgive. If you are a, a true follower of Christ and you are under the rulership of Christ, this is no if, ands, or buts. It's not no ultimatum. It's mandatory that you forgive. Yes, it is. Man, I have had this, yeah. this little dialogue with many, well, not many, but pastors. It says, what, what about you? If, a, if a person, the person had to forgive themselves. Saints, let me tell y'all this. I'm finna go ahead and kill this right now. It ain't no such thing as you forgiving yourself. Can we just stop with that? It's no such thing as me forgiving myself. You know what that call? Guilt. 
That's guilt from something you've done or that's a false sense of guilt. You cannot forgive yourself. You know why? Because you're not God. What it tells you to look at when you have guilt, it tells you to look at God. Look at God, what God have done through the cross. Then you will be released from that guilt. But if a person just walk around saying, I got to forgive myself. Who are you? You cannot forgive yourself. Look to Christ. Allow him to remove that guilt because of the penalty he paid. And what if a person say, I don't want to forgive. I don't want to forgive my wife, my husband. I don't want to forgive the people that I have faced and what I I don't want to forgive nobody. Pastor Malcolm, you saying all that, I still have a choice. You should, you do. You have a choice to forgive or not. But as a minister, a pastor of the living God, I want to tell everybody the consequences for not forgiving. What if you're a born again Christian, you will feel the conviction for not forgiving. That's one thing. God is not finna just, the Holy Spirit is not finna just allow you to just go on with unforgiveness in your heart. That's one. But now, you could be a false believer and profess out of your mouth that you believe in Christ Jesus, but don't have a change of heart. Verse 34. And his Lord was wrath and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Verse 35. So likewise, shall my heavenly father do also unto you. If you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Now every person, and somebody may say, it's say brother. And then I was like, yeah, you got a you got a good point, brother, as in Christian. So what shall I do with my enemies? Love your enemies. Forgive them. Even Jesus on the cross, as we follow Christ, what did he say to the people that were crucifying him? What did he pray for them? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So it's, it, 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 it's no partiality with the Father. To a Christian, we are demanded, commanded by the living God, the Lord who we call our king, to forgive people, no matter who they are, for things that they have done to us. Because if not, you don't have forgiveness yourself. And even in our prayer, that's what we pray. Father, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And we pray that and we don't even understand that we asking God to forgive us according to how we forgive those that had done wrong to us. So saints, make sure you pray and you have forgiveness, unforgiveness out of your heart. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word is your word and your word is not going to return to you void. It's going to accomplish everything you set forth. I just pray, God, that it have not found no deaf ears because I believe it haven't. The hearts, God, the hearts, Lord, are where you are searching for. The hearts, Lord, God, is what you are moving and people need direction. People have been hurt. People have been having legitimate claims and people that done wrong to them. And God, we just pray, God, together that you may give grace and power for the person to let it go.
Because it don't hurt the other person. It only hurt them. Yeah. Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen.